The following podcast is sponsored by Endgame PR, a social media PR firm based near Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about how Endgame PR can help your business with media relations, social media management, content creation, and even podcast production, please visit endgamepr.com. That's E-N-D-G-A-M-E-P-R.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. In this special off-season edition, host George Templeton reviews what's been happening since the last time the Rams hit the court. And now, here's George. All right, Rams Rewind, getting ready to be back in action. By the time you'll hear this, there's hopefully only going to be one more sleep to go, or maybe you'll hear this on Tuesday, the day of the first game, but I'm very excited. Even though it was a pretty tough off season for VCU in a lot of ways, I'm still very excited to have this season back. Going to be very interesting to see what happens because it's a team. I don't want to use the word transition because I don't think that that's the case. They do have a lot of players coming back. And they have some quality players coming in, but it, it's it, it's kind of there and kind of not. I mean, we all know about losing Bones Highland, who would have been a national player of the year candidate, preseason conference player of the year candidate, you know, preseason All America candidate, and all that. And he's starting to he's starting to pull up some trees at Denver, and that's wonderful. And of course, the injury situation's been tough. Maybe we'll see Ace Baldwin in January, as a lot of people are saying. I'm I'm not as excited about that possibility because I just want to make sure he gets well and doesn't get hurt again. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's a kind of a tough thing there. And of course, no Jameer Watkins when he was maybe possibly ready to make the leap. So, you know, we've talked about it. It's going to take a lot to replace all that production, but it can be done. And I think, and one thing that, that screams out to me looking at the box score from the Virginia state game and thinking about what I was seeing on Twitter from a variety of VCU uh, accounts that were watching it, uh, Keyshawn Curry is going to be so important for this team. Uh, you know, you think about not having him last year after he had some you know difficult family situation to go through and just was you know not ready to come back, and he's well, hopefully both mentally and physically, and he looks like he's back and filling that stat sheet up. This young man. Uh, you know, against Virginia State, 14 points in 25 minutes, only taking nine shots, six of nine, makes his only free throws, seven boards, three assists, three steals. I mean, seriously, Keyshawn Curry gets after it on the defensive end, which is why it's so important to have him back. And we really missed that coming off the bench because, you know, there were some games where Keyshawn Curry really brought some juice defensively and turned games around. And, and it'll be interesting to see. Look, I mean, he started against VSU, so I presume he's going to start there. You know, if he's that good as a starter, then there's no way he's ever going to come off the bench. But I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, what he's going to give us this year. Maybe he's the guy that makes the big leap. And if he does, then, you know, that's going to that's gonna help replace a lot of the production we're missing. Vince Williams, three from five for three point from the three-point line in that game against VSU. You got to be pleased with that. You got to be pleased with that. I'm so looking forward to what he's what what he's going to give us this year. And, and I'll tell you something: there are going to be a lot of backcourts that ain't going to have a fun night if they got Vince Williams and Keyshawn Curry 
on their behinds from the get go. Uh, some some point guards and shooting guards are gonna are gonna are gonna wish they were somewhere else. A lot of nights when they're dealing with those two guys, because I'll tell you something. You know, Vince Williams with his length and his physical and his physical tools. Uh, Keyshawn Curry, who's just—I mean—he gets—he's he's dog on defense. He really—he really gets after you big time. Uh, that's going to be and look, you know, this team under under Mike Rhodes has been you know top, at least top twenty in defensive efficiency according to Ken Palm metrics. I think uh, you know maybe even all four years that he's been the coach, but certainly three of the years. And, and one of the interesting things that somebody said in the fan group was that he was worried about the fact that, you know, offense could be an issue in the sense that they'll have spurts where they're scoring a lot and then they'll have long droughts. But that's that's been typical of VCU for most of the last 10 years. Offensive efficiency had never been really high. When they won the regular season under Rhodes the first time, they were in the 150s in, de- in offensive efficiency. And even last year, as good as they were last year, they were you know kind of knocking around the, the 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 top 100 or just outside the top 100 in offensive efficiency. So that's that's a big issue. And of course, they don't have you know somebody like Highland who can get his own shot, and that that could be that could be a difficulty for him. But that you know that's where Vince Williams, Curry taking a big leap forward comes in. Stocker needs to take a big leap forward. Coming in, he did have nine rebounds against VSU, which we, which we like that, but he only was two for five from the field. He's got to give you more than that without a question. It'll be interesting to see Marcus Sahonis. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about him because I'm looking at that stat line, not great. Taking a lot of shots in 18 minutes and only going two for ten is not great. So I'm a little bit concerned about him, but again, I think he's got the ability to, to pick up some of the slack that we need to have picked up. Uh, Jalen Deloach, same thing, uh, but we're going to get to the one big problem with his game because this is this is the thing that uh, the big problem we they had against VSU that's going to worry everybody. It was great to uh, great to see Josh Banks getting getting seven points in fifteen minutes. I mean, he, you know, there was hit and miss with him. There was there was a lot of hit and miss with him last year, but you can see the talent and you can see the ability, and you just you know if you just kind of get him under a little bit of control. And, and teach him to, to kind of harness that enthusiasm a little bit. I think we really could have a very special player with him like him. Now, let's talk about the one really big takeaway that I had other than Keyshawn Curry and this, looking at this box score, and it's not good because last year it was probably one of the best free-throw shooting teams VCU's ever had. You know, they they – they really did a fabulous job. Seventy-six percent as a team, just outstanding. I think they were in about the top fifty in the country in that regard. And and we know what a problem free throws have been for VCU, even as good as they've been in the last decade. We know what a problem it's been. And and to have a team shoot the ball as well as they did last year, uh, to you know to make twenty more free throws than their opponents throughout the season, you know there were there were games where instead of maybe being in peril of losing because they were making their free throws that they had a more working margin that they could that they could uh, see the game out and ha- not had a problem there was a couple of games where their free throw shooting made the difference for them well in the preseason game against Virginia State 14 to 28 from the foul line and when you drill down it's even worse than that 
because Mikael Brown Jones, you know, gets five, makes five out of five in eleven minutes, which that's you know, getting to the free throw line five times in eleven minutes and hitting the ball is impressive. Quince Williams makes three out of four, so that's eight out of nine from him. Those two, and the rest of the team is is, is six for nineteen. Holy cow, that is not good. And two of the newbies, uh, Jalen Deloach and Jimmy Nichols, were 0 for 7 from the foul line. Uh, we just – we cannot have this. We cannot have this. And, you know, some of these games we've got where they've got to – you know, this team could figure it out quickly, but they may end up get taking some L's because of the fact that they don't make these foul shots. And when you get into the – when you talk about, uh, you know, the fact that they're going to go to Atlantis and play in this – Playing this tournament, where they, you know, they're going to face at least one team that made the tournament last year in Syracuse, and could face the defending national champions in in, in the second game on Thanksgiving. You know, you've got to you you're not going to have a lot of margin for error in either game. You've got to be making those free throws. It's as simple as that. You have to be coming up with the goods there. So that's that's going to bear watching in this opener against St. Peter's as well. And look. You know what we what we ought to hope is that they at least have it figured out enough. After they start with three three home games out of four, they do go to Vanderbilt. And again, I like even though Vanderbilt's struggling, I like playing Power Five conference teams on the road because if they surprise you and end up good, or they surprise a few people at home and you beat them, uh, those wins can look a lot better than what than what people realize. And that's you know that's one of those things you look out for when you get those chances against a Power Five team. On the road, you got to take them. You absolutely got to take them. But we got to hope that this team can can work a lot of this stuff out in these first four games. And if they can get out of if they can get out of Atlantis, not getting going zero three, then I think you know this still can be a pretty good season because then they get a huge home run. Uh, you know, they get the they, from from December all the way to the new year. They're playing seven out of eight at home, and they can really, you know, hopefully work out the rest of the kinks if they've got any, and 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 set themselves up, uh, especially opening with two two home games in the conference. Set themselves up for the for the twenty twenty two portion. And look, if Ace Baldwin comes back and plays well, and they're playing well, uh, first that'll be remarkable, and Ace Baldwin will just there will not be enough flowers to give him all the bouquets he deserves. And secondly, you know, they could generate quite some momentum at the start. And, and we've seen it in conference play over and over again. You know, sometimes you just get off to a great start and it's the boulder rolling down the hill. And that's, that's you know, and that's what, that's what you're kind of hoping for here. So what are the questions? Well, of course, you know, the big one is always going to be it's replacing, it's, it's replacing all that production – you know, no Bones, no Watkins, no Baldwin for now. You know, that's 32, 34 points per game. That's, uh, let's see here, uh, golly Moses, 15, 18, 68. That's 182 assists. So you're talking about, golly Moses, you're talking about six, you know, six assists a game combined between the three, give or take, maybe even almost seven assists com- combined. Um a lot of steals too uh, from those three guys. That's that's 123 steals. So again, that's that's five steals combined, a game combined. And again, I think I do think certainly when it comes to steals, 
Curry can can fill up a lot of that because the guy the guy's so good on defense. But we're talking about that production and how are we going to get there? Can Josh Banks or Keyshawn Curry make the leap, or can both of them make the leap? Can Vince Williams take another step forward? You know, I I thought you know first half of the season he was playing like an all league player. And maybe he retrenched a little bit, but if he takes another step forward, he jumped up to 10.6 last year. If he can jump up to, say, 16, that that would be big. Hassan Ward, very talented. I've, you know, other people may have seen it. NBADraft.net kind of has their eye on him. He was in there for, for 2022 draft. He was in their top 100 prospects list. The length, the athleticism, certainly there. But he's got to advance beyond being just a just garbage man getting you know getting offensive rebounds and stuffing it back in, or the guy that runs the floor and finishes it with a dunk. He's got to show some game here. He's got to show some offensive moves, some post moves. Because he, is he starting to develop some back to the basket kind of work? Can he get, you know get a little hook shot or a little jumper? And can him and Levi Stocker both? You know, give us about 17, 18 points a game combined. Because that's honestly, I think. You know, something like that uh, could really change the calculus here. They averaged almost 13 points combined a game. So give us, you know, combined for five more points a game between those two, and we'll have something. And what, and of course, the last one is all these new players that came in Sahonis, Deloach, Nichols, Kern. You know, Deloach was the bit, was like the big prize that everybody was excited about. You know what are they going to contribute to us? Can they can they give us? And of course, Jaden Dunn. I forgot him too, even though he started the last game. You know, can they keep? Can we keep having that depth? Can we keep playing ten and eleven players? Keep that furious defensive energy, but try to find some kind of consistency on offense. That's what we're looking for. I expect this team to be a really good defensive team again. Uh, could they be as good? When they were a top five defensive efficiency team uh, in Rose's second year, probably not. But could they be as good as last year when they were, you know, anywhere from ten to fifteen for most of the season? Yes, I think they can. Yes, I think they can. Uh, and I, and again, I just go back to Keyshawn Curry on that. I just, I love that kid's mentality. I love the way he plays. He just, I mean, he really, he loves the challenge. He's enthusiastic on that end, and and and, and I'll tell you, one of the things I, I one of the things I'm going to be looking forward to, and hopefully we see it against St. Peter's or early. I'm looking forward to the game that kind of turns on its head because Keyshawn Curry makes two or three great plays in a row on defense, and and just and just gives some some highly touted guard to business and leaves them shaking their head. And it sparks like a ten nothing run with like some turnovers and some fast break points and dunks and this and that. And we're looking at Keyshawn Curry going, "Oh yeah, he's got this guy locked up." And that's I'm really looking forward to seeing that. And I and I really do. I think this backcourt can can is going to make some people uncomfortable. Again, length, athleticism, uh, the right mentality. Uh, both young Williams and Curry, they both have it, and they could really call it. They could really make some people miserable. And then if you do get by him, you got old Hassan Ward to throw some throw some shots back. And I I would not I would expect Hassan Ward to be up there in blocks, uh, not just in the conference, but maybe even nationally this year. I think I think we're gonna see that from him this year and I'm looking forward to that as well. So just short little part pod to get us to kind of whet your appetite 
for Tuesday night. Hopefully you're listening to this and it's only one more sleep or you're listening to this on a Tuesday and getting ready for the game. 6 o'clock ESPN+. Um, I do have friends in town, so I may have to watch it later and then record the pod or watch some of it and then come back and watch the rest of it later. But I'm looking forward to this. You know, it. I mean, there's been a lot of obstacles thrown up, thrown up in front of this team. But, you know, the chance to play in a major in-season tournament and maybe do some business there, the opportunity to play a Power 5 team outside of that, both on the road and at home. I don't know. I mean, they have us fifth in the A-10, and because of the injuries, I think that's right. I think if, if, we, if we didn't have the injuries to McAllister, Watkins, and Baldwin, I think you could make a legitimate case for us being second or third, even without Bones Highland. Because, again, you're talking about a very talented, very loaded group, a lot of depth, and a real opportunity to play that kind of style because of the fact that we can just keep subbing in wave after wave of players and wear teams down. And look, one thing about it, and we, we've talked about it before, it's like when the, you know the, the, the year that they, the big year that they really struggled under Rhodes was the year that everybody they, they were like on the fringes of the preseason top 25 or they might have even been top 25 preseason and they just they just kind of lost the thread a little bit. Uh, and the two great years have been have come when the people least expected it. And it's not as if people are least expecting it here. I think they were still getting you know a fair amount of respect. Look, any other team suffers the kind of injuries they have, they'd be dropped way down the pecking order uh, in terms of where people think they're going to finish preseason. I think the fact that this team is – they still look at this team as a team that could be top five and certainly not out of the realm of possibility that they could get that double buy in a quarterfinal. I think it, it, it shows the level of respect – for not just the players that are still there, but for the coaching staff that that's you know done a good job when teams have kind of doubted them a little bit, and I so I just I don't know I I don't I'm not nearly as excited as I was last year, in the sense because you just knew that Highland was capable of of being a supernova and he really was, and unfortunately we just got denied the opportunity to see him maybe go ham on somebody and and take VCU on some kind of a wild ride in the tournament uh, because of that nonsense with COVID. But again, it's just, I, 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 I can't say it's cautious optimism. It's, it's, it's restrained optimism. That's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling restrained op- optimism. Hopefully that won't be totally exploded <laughs> Tuesday night at 8 or 8.15 when that game is over with the, with the uh, Peacocks of St. Peter's. And, and we'll see what these guys are capable of. And of course – you know, if this is if this is one of their good seasons, you know, we may end up with a situation where that non-conference schedule doesn't look impressive on paper, and then turns out to be a lot better than what people think. Because we've had a few years like that too. So that is Rams re- rewind for this week. I'm George Templeton. I will I will see you guys Tuesday night. Maybe maybe not immediately after the game, but maybe not long after uh, for for St. Peter's, and then uh, hopefully hopefully I'll get home early enough I'll, I'll get done at work early enough on the Saturday that I can watch uh, the, the game with Wagner live but we're back we're going to be doing these post game shows all the way through I'm looking forward to it I hope you're looking forward to it hit us up on Twitter uh, we're on Twitter VCU Rams we rewind hit me up uh, at tempt the rat if you got questions or criticisms or anything like that uh, VCU good, bad, and the ugly. That's the, that's the fan group I'm in and I'm an admin of. So if you're, if you want to hear 
uh, unvarnished opinions without getting in trouble uh, with with uh, with with the uh, Facebook with Facebook admins and, and some of the other groups, then come on over to us. You know, we do game threads. We have a good time. It's a lot of fun. And I, uh, I, I'm looking forward to this season. And it's like, you know, we, it was so terrible what happened to us in March at the end there. And it's been such a long wait, but we've made it. We have made it to the new season. Let's go VCU. Let's go Rams. And let's have a good time this year here on VCU Rams Rewind. Thank you all for listening. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.